0: (laughs) Beth actually asked me today she's like you guys have an intro yet and i'm like she's like no "I'm i'm almost embarrassed for you
1: yeah yeah that's not good all right welcome to pj's podcast where we speak about the three things that matter politics jesus and sports i'm your host ruben mitchell alongside me as always monty fraser what is up monty what's going on
0: not much, man, and I just uh, tried to jump out on here late late night with you guys because I heard we got a special guest, so uh, I'm excited to hear what uh, what we got in the story.
1: That we do. I'm actually really excited about this because, uh, you know, we're going to jump into the Jesus portion uh, of the podcast, and I'm really excited. We've been really following this uh, this Reformation going on uh, in Kentucky and our guest was a major part of the Tulsa, uh, the Reformation in Tulsa. He's got an amazing testimony, which we're going to hear tonight. Um, he's a great man, great spiritual man. I'm not just saying that because he's my dad, but we're, we're, we're going to uh, listen to him tell his testimony and uh, we're going to talk about the Reformation. So, um, everybody, this is Rob Mitchell. Dad, how you
2: doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Well, doing, why don't you uh, why don't you kick us off with uh, with your testimony? We'd love to hear it.
2: Um, Ru would you give me the freedom to talk a little bit about this revival that's going on right now? Absolutely. 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 Let's, let's do that. Um, Absolutely. And I don't need to be. I don't mean to be a nitpicker, but a reformation has to do with theology. What we're witnessing is a revival. It is a spontaneous work of the Holy Spirit. And I have been graciously allowed to participate now in two. The first was along the late uh, 60s, early 70s. And I was a teenager, 16, 17 years old. And uh, the event that brought me into the kingdom was a miraculous healing. But I see some parallels and some differences in these two revivals. And as I've kind of been before the Lord, I I feel like that there's a message here. And that's what I'd like to start with, if you guys would indulge me.
1: Absolutely. We'd love to hear it. Um,
2: During the 70s, there was a contrasting move in the flesh it's been called the age of free love or the beginning of rock and roll elvis the beatles the british invasion etc cetera, etc cetera. that really started in the late 60s and moved into some of the best rock and roll ever
1: Oh, yeah. I agree with that. CCR, In the 70s. Beatles, all those guys.
2: Oh, gosh.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, shoot, you made me listen to that my entire childhood. So, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> But corresponding and what's interesting, uh, Ruben, is that there was a move of God during that time. I don't know if you guys watched the Grammys this last not very many people watched the Grammys. Yeah, there was, was about
1: this. 3 people that watched the right. Grammys this year. Right. I, I, th- but, I um, think more people
0: saw the NBA uh, all-star
2: game than the yeah. Grammys. <laughs> which isn't saying much. <laughs> right, which yeah. is which is which is very little. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um
2: but from what I gather there was a profound uh allegiance to Satan at the halftime show and much of it was just a progressive anti-Christian theme. Uh, self-indulgence, um, self-love, fleshly indulgement, et cetera, et cetera. I want to tell you guys that I feel that this revival that's now occurring on the West Coast also, and now in Asbury, is a counter movement to this satanic cult-like revival that we see uh exemplified in the Grammys. I,
1: I believe,
2: mm-hmm. I believe that the Lord is raising up. A fresh move of God to counter what is currently the popular uh, human endeavor, which is more more of me. Yeah. And that happened in the 70s in the late 60s early 70s that same trend and dual process happened and i see that as a very unique similarity yeah
1: yeah but, i mean i remember as a as a child you used to tell me how thick the holy spirit was you know you, you you used to say you could yeah. sneeze somebody would say god bless you and five people would get saved yeah that that's how strong <laughs> the the spirit
2: was it was right. easy it was easy peasy yeah it was so uh you know so quick to to speak the name of jesus and people were convicted and would repent and you could brag about your conversions to you know the youth pastor <laughs> But the 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 point of that revival, I believe, it is critical in understanding this move of God. Yeah. That that the love of the father for the, you know, the Gen, what is it, Gen Z? Gen Z, yeah. Gen Z. And and my generation, which was the boomer generation. Remember we World War II had ended and the fifties brought in tremendous prosperity. Well, that generation was rather godless. We were given everything we needed, everything we wanted. We were prosperous, much like the nineties and up until you know the Twin Towers fell, the prosperity of America was tremendous. Mm-hmm. And it produced a weak, anemic church and a weak, anemic generation who had no need to seek the face of the Father. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I, I, I believe Gen Z is the same way. They, they have prospered to the point where they have not needed God. But now... There is this satanic uprising and the Holy Spirit will have nothing to do with it. So he's raising up a generation, an army that will counter this move of the flesh, uh, this move of evil on the face of the earth. And I believe that's what's going on right now. There's a great conflict in heaven. And... um, I see that as a parallel between this revival and the one in that I partook in in the 70s. There well, is a significant difference. Go, go ahead I'm sorry. I will tend to talk if you don't stop. <laughs> no, no, I actually, didn't that know was, that.
0: That was going to be my next question actually was like okay we we've kind of touched on the similarities what what's the big difference that you see between on okay. um, the last revival and this one?
2: Excellent question. Uh during the uh, 70s, it was called the Jesus Movement, not the Jesus Freak Movement. That's what
1: I call it. but Right. But Because the Jesus I Fre- grew up with DC Talk, you know. The G- Jesus, Jesus Freak,
2: Freak are, were the hippies <laughs> that came out of the Jesus Movement. And many of them were street preachers and had powerful ministries but they were called freaks. And I, I call myself a freak, a Jesus freak, because we, we came to love Jesus and adore our Christ. And that was the significant implication of that movement. And what the, that came along with it was an understanding of the church. We thought the church was four square walls, a hymnal, and a preacher, we came to find out that it's really the lifeblood of the people. It's the people are the church. Mm. And gathering together in the name of the Son is church. Not going to a building, but having the presence of the Holy Spirit in your midst, that's church. And we're beginning to learn that. And we learned about the spiritual gifts and uh, out of the Jesus movement came the charismatic movement, which was an emphasis on the spiritual gifts, which led to what I call charismania, which is just an overemphasis on the gifts. Mm -hmm. The gifts really should be an equipping for doing the work. (laughs) <laughs> they shouldn't be an end result for entertainment. Yeah. And that's what they've ended up being in many churches. But the the purpose of the 70s was to kind of bring in this understanding, this new understanding of who Jesus was as, as the bridegroom and the bride mm-hmm. and all of her gifts and abilities. So there was a charismatic element to the 70s we saw lots of healings i wasn't the only one there were significant healings all over the world mm-hmm. um i could give you example after example but the, the the gifts of the spirit were being kind of birthed and we were understanding what the holy spirit was and what he was doing in our midst, and it was all new and wonderful. We we'd been we'd been without any understanding of the church or the activity of the Holy Spirit within the church for for all our uh, juvenile lives, and here is this great, wonderful teaching that the Holy Spirit's bringing. But the difference is, um, Monty, I think primarily that this revival seems to be based on confession, repentance, and brokenness, Mm. which is distinctly different than the first revival. Mm. The first revival, you jumped on the chandelier and you swung around. Okay, because Mm. you were so ecstatic to to understand the life of Jesus was so exuberant. It wasn't sitting in a pew; it was out in the street with the drunks and the druggies and the hippies. That's where life was.
0: Right. So, so can you
2: can you touch on
0: how it started the the your the revival that you experienced? How
2: how did that come to fruition? I, I I got the uh, the the entire basis of our revival locally came from an experience that I had with my infirmity. I had uh, pediatric emphysema from a, a, a failed, it, no, it was not failed, but through a transfusion as an Rh negative baby, my lungs collapsed. When they reinflated my lungs, it tore the lung lining. Plus, I was allergic to everything. I, I remember my allergist, he would poke me to see what I was allergic to. And after two or three sessions, he finally threw his little pin down and he goes, son, I can't find anything you're not allergic to. <laughs> so I was allergic to everything. Plus I had this emphysema, which is kind of like an old smoker's disease. Mm-hmm. You can't intake enough oxygen.
1: Emphysema is a, in, incurable, right? Something. Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> you,
2: that, I, they they wanted, you know, you get steroids and like with Bam Bam, it helps. It helps. But I remember X-rays, and I had little white spots in my lungs. You could; they were very visible. And uh, so, the stage was set for me uh, about at the age of seventeen, in the uh, spring of seventy-one, to participate in a youth event because I could get a mobile breathing machine the first mobile and it was as big as a truck the dead gun thing was (laughs) you know it was as big as a chair and it took two of us to carry it in but i got out of the house right you know Uh i got to be part of the youth group that was a big deal i remember
1: i remember reading uh the guy that did your healings he described your uh breathing machine and he said it was the loudest machine he had heard (laughs) and everybody in the auditorium knew you were there because they could hear your breathing and they could hear your machine.
2: Yeah. Everybody else loves silent prayer because you just bow your head and everybody's quiet. I hated silent prayer (laughs) (laughs) because all you could hear was me going, "Ah, ah, ah," (laughs) you know, so that was my experience. And so, but I was so happy to go on this retreat. We went someplace in Arkansas and and uh we had a our youth pastor. Now you get this, we're a Baptist church. Of course it's American Baptist, but still it's a Baptist church. Our youth minister was from ORU. Oh wow. <laughs> mm. a, a, you know, that explains a, a lot, <laughs> actually. <laughs> right,
1: that right. explains
2: an awfully <laughs> lot. <Dad. laughs> You know, the hand of the Lord was in this thing from the beginning. I just, you know, now, you know, I had grown up in this same church. Everybody knew my story. I, I wasn't supposed to live, you know, I it, it just breathing treatments. And my parents spent thousands and thousands of dollars on my health. You know, I, I got to where I really felt guilty. Yeah. I thought about taking my own life. Because I felt like I was just draining my parents. But they were so loving and so kind and, you know, didn't ever complain. And they gave me the latest, you know, treatments. And uh, so here I am at this youth retreat for the first time. Um, All our youth groups there, we probably had 60 kids. And the youth minister asked. a a young brother who was just a couple of years older than many of us in the youth group, his name was Billy Long and his wife, Laurel, to come and speak that night. And understand this is an Asbury like setting. When he spoke, you could just feel, excuse me, you could just feel the presence of God. It was palpable. And I don't know what happened different that night. All I know was that it was different. And we could sense it. We could sense it. So after he spoke, we the girls went to their dorm and the boys went to their dorm. And my bed had to be at the very front of the boys' dorm because that's where the electrical outlet was. <laughs> I had to plug in my machine, right? Yeah. So Billy's an
0: extension cord.
2: No, 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 I just, I know that, that my young uh, friends from that age just wished I had muffler on my machine. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so Billy w- wants to come and pray for everybody. Right. So I'm the first bed. Right. So he comes up to me. Now I'm not going to get through this without crying. Okay, so bear with me, you guys. Mm-hmm. This is some of the most emotional uh, time in my life. But Billy comes up to me and we had just finished, uh, uh, you know, that powerful time. And I'm, I'm sitting on the edge of my bed kind of in awe of the Father. and And Billy comes up and for some reason... He says, Rob, do you want to be healed? I, I, I'm a Baptist. I, I don't know what the heck healing is, except what I read in the Bible, right? I said, well, that ended, you know, years ago. But instantly, when he said that, my hand shot up in the air, and I yelled, I believe. He laid his hands on my head, and I was out like a light. I don't remember anything. The next thing I remember is waking up, sitting up on the edge of my bed, taking the deepest breath, the whole breath, the the deepest breath I've ever taken in my life. I felt like I could suck up all the furniture in that room. (laughs) And I yelled, I've been healed. And I ran out to the foyer and my sweet little brother who was four years younger than I, he's now passed. But the first thing he does is he grabs me by the shoulder and slams his head up against my chest and says, I can't hear anything. And from then on grown adults from grown adults to children, started dancing and we're Baptist. We don't dance, right? Right. but we formed a giant circle just like a Jewish wedding. <laughs> we went round and round and everybody was crying and I was jumping up and down and not wheezing.
1: Man, I it, can't imagine what that would be like.
2: It was so fantastic. People were just in, you know, the adults that were there were stunned because they had all been a part of their youth group and had had were there to chaperone, but they knew my life story. They were part of the church. I was raised in that church. Mm -hmm. They knew my condition. So anyway, make a long story short. I I went back to high school, started giving my testimony. People knew me from high school. Uh, i I buddied up with a friend of mine and we did kind of like, you know, preaching and Jesus freak stuff where you stand up on the soapbox and talk about, and I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> but literally hundreds of people came to the Lord through that. Mm, I couldn't amen. believe it. I couldn't believe it. And it just, it, it started a revival amongst our peers uh, our church asked us to leave um, eventually, and so we went to a charismatic church that had just begun. And I was taken under wing by the charismatic pastor there and learned the seminary of hard knocks how to how to pastor, and uh, that just expand that. Revival just expanded and lasted about 10 years. It ended in the late 70s. So that's my story.
1: So was the uh, the 70s movement, was that mostly kids? or Because Absolutely. I'm seeing in Kentucky, it's mostly kids that are it's, out there it's, right it's,
2: now. That's the way the Lord works. He's looking for the next generation. He's always looking for the next generation. That's why, Reuben, I keep telling you, You know, and your brothers. This, the ministry that we're a part of is not for us, it's for them. Mm -hmm. Because it's a heritage of loving people that is divine and inspired by Jesus Himself. As He entered into a community, He loved on people. That's what He did. He healed them, He fed them, He taught them. And, and that is what the Lord wants. He wants, he doesn't want this to turn into a show. That's why I appreciate the guys that are shepherding this movement in Asbury, keeping it amongst the youth. Yeah, we,
1: letting, we talked about letting that letting last them, week. Yes, letting
2: them spread the word and it will be genuine. Apparently it's blossoming. So uh, bring it on, bring it on. We We in this nation, if we are to survive, must have this revival.
1: Absolutely. And that's what we talked about uh, last episode was just how organic it is. Right, Monty, you touched on that. That was one of the things that you really, really liked about this. It's organic. There's not um, doesn't look like they're doing it for political reasons or to be on TV. I mean, it's just a, a true movement of the father.
2: Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. The only way to do it. Only way to do it. And that's 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 what the Jesus movement was about. And it so, swept across the entire nation and really the world. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so do you think that this, this is a, a a true movement? Do you think it's going to gain steam well, like it so did back far, in
2: the 70s? So far it looks very similar. And uh depending depending on um you know depending on what the, the holy spirit wants to do you know if in my opinion the the emphasis on uh confession and repentance and humility prototypes the kingdom because jesus said repent for the kingdom of heaven is near he said repent now repent doesn't have a whole lot to do with sin, although it includes sin. I know the stories of John the Baptist. But the people, when they repented, wanted to be washed or renewed or reborn in confessing their sins and be done with them. Okay? That's what repentance really means. It means a change of direction. Changing the way you think you know that's why jesus said repent change the way you're thinking because the kingdom of god is coming it's mm. here hmm.
1: that's good dad that's good well if uh, if anybody ever wants to read about uh rob's healing it's in this book uh spiritual spiritual power for everyday living uh written by Billy Long uh he's got a whole chapter in there and that's the guy uh, about that the healing yeah that's the guy that prayed for him uh oh. you know i've read that he uh, posted a uh, a facebook post oh he was so sweet yeah it's, it's <laughs> hard to get through that in uh you know and yeah. he he describes you know just the sounds of your breathing and and how um uh, how much you struggled and you know, the healing was just such a, you know, and a, an amazing showing of God's love. And you took that and, you know, furthered uh, the Jesus movement. And I'm excited to see what happens. I know we've been talking about this, money, and I, I think it's a, a true movement. And I think it's gaining steam. And, you know, we just, uh, you know, want to be a part of it, moving well, just... forward.
2: Just support it in prayer, guys. That that's really what we need to do. Just say, "Come, Holy Spirit." Just you know, more more of your presence, Lord. And I I just believe that this will spread if it's got the support of, of good men and women like yourself. Absolutely, families. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. I I mean I'm gonna, I I'm gonna get off. I'll let you guys have it. Do you have any more for me? <laughs>
1: No, Dad. That that's it. Thank you for uh, for stopping by and telling Money, us. Money. God bless you, brother.
0: It. Yeah, God bless you. Thank you for your time. That that okay. was that was that was powerful. Like hasn't moved some people. I, I don't. I don't know what will. So.
1: Thank you for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it makes me <laughs> well, cry. <laughs> well, now, now now you know how uh, how we grew up. I mean, this is the honest truth. I mean, we grew up, uh, you know, knowing that that story, mm-hmm. right knowing that the power of, of the father is, uh, it's real. Right. Right. You can't, you can't tell him that, you know, God doesn't exist or Jesus doesn't exist. Right. Because he had an incurable lung disease and he gets healed. Right. Right. Yeah. And dad, I can't thank you enough for the spiritual guiding that you gave me as uh, a young man and making me to the man I am now uh you did a great job and you showed we me how to live talk, my life
2: we won't talk as a about the stop man. sign you ran
1: over no no <laughs> for that you know, comment you, you're you're getting cut out <laughs> you got to ask him
2: about that money no, yeah, he, no you know, we're burying that
1: one where's that government rug and that government broom? let's get that of, one oh, under there okay. all the
0: years i've known him and all the talks you've had he's never told me that story yeah so
2: well get know. that out of it okay. <laughs> Okay. Dad, love you. Love you guys. We'll see you. Love you too. Yeah, love you. Thank um, <laughs> you. All
1: right. No, it I mean, I Monty, that's a it's a great, that's a great testimony. And I mean, I think that explains a lot <laughs> on how I grew up. Yeah, you know what I mean? mean. Uh, you know, there's there's a story. I, I haven't really told too many people this story, but the stop sign uh, story we're not going into that one <laughs> that's uh that's for another time but uh there's something that that he did that uh really it was just the most uh, spiritual thing that that i could have asked for and it was right as uh we found out about bam having down syndrome right and you know i was so broken up and uh I had called you. I' had called my brother i I had called uh, everybody um, and every time I talked to somebody, they always would say, You know i'm I'm so sorry to hear that. you know it really sucks, right? We are gonna get through it um but my dad was the first one. he was the first one, and I called him, and he I left him. For the last person to call because I knew it was just, you know, telling him that he has a grandson that's going to have special needs.
2: Mm.
1: It's a hard conversation to have. It's a right. really hard mm. conversation to have. percent. So I called him and I said, Dad, Bam has Down syndrome. And the first thing he said was, oh, my goodness, you're so lucky. You are yeah. so lucky. And that blew me away, Monty. Right. That blew me away that that was his response. Right. that wasn't
0: wasn't what you were expecting.
1: Oh, my gosh. It was not at all. It was not at all. And to this day, I'm so lucky to have Bam Bam. I'm so lucky. I feel so thankful and so lucky. But his the way he handled that was exactly what I needed to hear. Exactly what I needed to hear at that time. Mm so hmm. well, i just think to, bam has
0: changed bam has changed all of our lives i think we've all had like different perspective on lives and we like obviously we, we love him very much but like like he makes us laugh and smile and fill yeah. our hearts up with joy like more than like hate to say it but more than any of our any of our kids right so like um yeah you know yeah, i think he's tr- truly a blessing um on i that appreciate knowing. that and i and i and i think it's crazy because you hear your your dad's story but like and, and at the time you don't like know or realize this, but like that whole thing was, you know, building up, uh, you know, for Bam. Right. Because like, yeah. you know, your dad has gone through that, you know, he's got healed. He has a, a great story. I mean, at the exact same time, you know, your the struggles, um, that you've had with Bam along the way, like, like that upbringing and that, that faith that was instilled in you and,
1: yeah. in yeah. life
0: and, and like, in and the fact that it, you know, that healing's uh, can happen and they're real. Like that, I mean, that just gives you hope, and that just makes you push like further, and that just shows like, and you can Absolutely. see it because like,
1: it's, like yeah, you know,
0: bam. Like- he's such like a vibrant, healthy boy, you know, like trying to stand up and walk right now. Like, <laughs> like yeah. you know, if you didn't have that, you know, that faith, like, like who, who knows what would have happened.
1: Right. Oh man. I, I could have gone down a bad, bad path there. Right. <laughs> you yes, know what sure. I mean? Yeah. I could have, I could have gone yeah. down, but.
0: you know, It's probably happened to a lot of people, you know, they just haven't, they haven't had that, that uh, support, you know, and, the, and this, that, that upbringing that you guys were, were able to have because, because of that experience. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that you're exactly right to have to have somebody you know that is uh in touch with the father and to uh give you exactly what you need at the exact moment, right, is mm. uh is a blessing. So, you know, I, I can't thank him enough for coming on and telling his testimony, but just being a father, being yeah. a good father, being a godly man, you know, you always learn from uh watching not necessarily being you know people telling you what to do but uh doing it mm-hmm. and that's that's what that's what i saw and you know I, i've talked to you, to your father you know on a couple of family gatherings and he seems like the exact same way you yeah, know very he, similar yeah yeah he he didn't just talk it he, he walked the walk right yeah oh yeah he still and that's does. what we need yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm with you well we'll uh We'll, we'll transition over here to uh to sports but you know i i want to keep an eye on this i know we we've talked about this every single podcast but i think it's uh important to uh you know just be a part of this and see where it goes um i know we've talked on just how important it is to our our kids um you know growing up in an environment that uh uh loving the father isn't um isn't the uh outside group so you know so to speak right right Uh, i want them to be able to praise the father and be a christian and not get uh, chastised for you know loving loving the father Mm -hmm. so i think that's another reason why this is important but uh let's change it over to our our sports uh we got the live tournament coming to tulsa pretty quickly
0: cedar cedar ridge huh
1: cedar ridge are you gonna go to it or uh you no, try to make I, a trip I,
0: i'm uh not
1: supporting live sir yeah. <laughs> um, i fight it oh um, my goodness i fight it i like, want to go as, so bad As like
0: how how hard it, it probably is and like you know it's right down the road it's you know how i i'm i'm gonna try to fight you can it throw a rocket play. into onto yeah. the
1: course i mean that's yeah, how close I'm, you
0: are i'm i'm pro pga you know right now and so uh I'm going to fight as, but it's going to be hard as as that date gets closer and closer and closer. Like, Ooh,
1: maybe I should go out there for a
0: day. (laughs) I know. I think, does it uh, live start this week? Like in Mexico, right?
1: Yep. 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 Second season starts. I mean, it, it just, it's just one of those, man, I I'm, I'm torn. I, I, uh, you know, I said I wasn't going to support it. Right, mm. but when it comes in your backyard and you have a chance to see, you know, Dustin Johnson and, and right. all those guys, you're like, right. start to question, you're like, yeah, well, you know,
0: yeah. make is a it really is there, <laughs> you know?
1: right. you know, uh, one
0: day, one day won't hurt, right? I yeah, for, I can go for a half. A it day, doesn't
1: mean so. I support it, but right, you know, I do yeah. want to go out there and see what it's about. Right. I mean,
0: so oh, and obviously, like, you know, the, the format and like, you know, they make it. You know, fan friendly with the music and stuff like that. Like you know, it's going to be a, a spectacle, a spectacle like worth watching, right? I think and so, so. And you know, and so you, I, you know, you kind of want to experience it, you know, just or you know, at least go we'll want to. Expect, yeah, it's for me. Are you trying
1: something. to get me to go right now?
0: <laughs> no, like, I think I think I'm like I'm trying to yeah. like, make <laughs> sure I made I made the right decision. But like uh, I mean. You know, people say, "Don't knock it till you try it," right? Yeah, right. But but maybe uh, we should take
1: a a a PJ's podcast PJ's podcast trip out there. Right, right, exactly. (laughs) See what it's about. We can report.
0: We can report from Cedar Ridge. (laughs) So we can tell people how how awful it is. Right,
1: right, right.
0: Yeah. uh, As of now, I I do not plan on going. I have no intentions of going right now.
1: You know, I'm I'm actually with you. I haven't got any tickets or anything um that may change i I just i can't uh man i can't fully commit to it i think it you know when it first came out i thought maybe it was going to be good that this kind of happened it had kind of been boiling over right it it had came come to a head that something like this was going to happen right right? uh i wish it would have happened differently right i wish it wouldn't have been Saudi money and and all the controversy there uh, but it was gonna happen sooner or later, mm-hmm. so uh, and they threw just gobs of money at these guys, right? I just gobs think. of money. Yeah. I mean, what? you could,
0: uh, like, like DJ got 200 million dollars just for joining, like, before it was like he for even, four
1: years or three years or something yeah, like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's before he even like hit one ball on, on, on the floor, uh, yeah. right? He got didn't even million. have to win, you don't even right. have to
1: win, you just gotta show up,
0: right? And the fact is, like, there's you know, uh, everyone who plays. Goes home with money. I know, right? You know, like, so, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, I hate it, but like, for those guys, like, I think DJ should have stuck around, Nicholson, like, but those, some of those guys that, like, they're never going to win on the tour. Go ahead and get your money, buddy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Phil's done.
1: Go, go, yeah. go, go get your cheddar. I, I'm, but, I'm with you. But for the I'm guys that
0: are, are still top 10, top five in the world, like, go be competitive and, you know, go play against Rory, go play against those guys. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm
1: with you. But
0: you know, but right now I'm 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 trying to stay strong and not not support <laughs> it. But like you said it, it is very hard when it's when it's in your own backyard.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. All right, all right we'll hold each other accountable. Right. right, right, right. Let's right. uh, let's let's put our our stake in the ground. If We're I see highlights on
0: ESPN, it. if I see highlights on ESPN, and and you're there in the crowd have
1: some words. <laughs> with a low hat on, where you, nobody can recognize me, right? You got
0: your, your sunglasses on. Yeah,
1: making sure I'm not in camera view, just uh, <laughs> bobbing and weaving through everybody, making sure I right. don't get caught. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> but, but for the city of Tulsa and, you know, for Cedar Ridge and everyone here, I think, I think it's going to, it's good for the city. It's going to, it's going to, you know, obviously bring a lot of money in for us and stuff like that. So. Yeah. I, you know. I agree
1: with you there. It, it's good for Tulsa. And the thing yeah. is, it, another reason why it's going to be hard not to go is I've played that course, right. Mm-hmm. I've, I've went and played that course. So to watch how they play the, you know, they play right. the holes right it is even going to be more fun right. um but uh if we keep talking about it you're going to get me to want to go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh
2: man
0: i was I actually was going to say something else about it that but you know what I'm going to yeah.
1: <laughs> i mean it's a beautiful course though it, yeah. it's an absolute beautiful course they've had lpga tour uh as much as we we don't support it uh, if you do sport it, get out there and and support Tulsa and support Cedar Ridge. It's a beautiful course, right? Yeah. Um, I've I've played it um, many times, and I think if you go out there, you'll you'll enjoy it. But we're gonna hold right. e- hold each other accountable. Yeah, we're and, gonna do uh, it. We're gonna stick with PGA. We're gonna so, stick with PGA. So,
0: uh, I will ask you this: um, Everyone says outside of Southern Hills, at Cedar is the best course in Tulsa. I mean, do you agree?
1: Ah, uh, well, so. Just in sheer, like, um, the way the greens roll the fairways, like, uh, it's it is the number two, let's say, PGA or live, uh, conditions let's put mm-hmm. it that way, right? Very mm-hmm. well kept, uh, very up class, you know, all, all those things, but I gotta say. The second best course in Oklahoma is Golf Club of Oklahoma. Really? Oh, man, that track is ridiculous. (laughs) It is such a good track. If you haven't played Golf Club of Oklahoma, it is by far uh, my my favorite course in Oklahoma. But, I mean, Southern Hills is on a completely different level. Right. Right? It's a completely different level than any other course in oklahoma other than let's say galardia right right, which i've played galardia it doesn't even compare to southern hills right Hmm. southern hills Mm -hmm. is a a major championship golf course right yeah i mean a major championship golf course there's not many of those around right right, in the entire nation right but you but you got you got galardia right? You got a uh, Carson Creek, right? Mm. Georgia fairways, everything's sitting up on a tee, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing to play the NCAA championship there, but again, Southern Hills just, uh, it's just on a different level. It's just, on, right. it's just on a different level, but in Tulsa, definitely Southern Hills. If you want to, if you want to do, you know, PGA events, uh, Cedar Ridge would be the second one that you'd hold it to. But if you just want to go out, um, and just just play a nice course right that has a, a lot of turns good greens right golf club of oklahoma is is by far uh one of the better ones mm. so but we'll never see any other pga event other than at southern hills
0: oh right 100
1: right and we got yeah. the what the uh, uh the uh u.s open coming again 2025 Mm-hmm. right so so we'll have another chance to get out there and see those guys did you go to any of those any of those days
0: uh i know i didn't go to the last one uh beth did uh because of through work but i didn't go to the last one actually i, I went to the one actually one before
1: like in know, 06 well, or yeah, no it was okay. like oh
0: two oh two yeah no no no, no. it was because i got done with school in 03. so uh, it was after that i think oh five oh five oh six okay that yeah area. Yeah, Tiger won. Um, yeah, Tiger's out there. John Daly was still playing. So,
1: oh, um, the good old days.
0: Yeah, like I, outside of Tiger, Daly actually had the, the biggest following. And so yeah, kind of cool. yeah. It was kind of cool to see He him out still there. has
1: the biggest following, even on yeah. the, the Champions Tour. Right. I mean, People he still has that. a Well, I mean, anybody that grew up in the sticks, right, who played <laughs> on golf courses where you could play with your shirt off, your shoes off, right, grab a beer... But, as a 12-year-old kid, you know, you can drive the carts wherever you want. I mean, that's the type of guy John Daly is. There's a right. a, a video of him playing with his shirt off and his shoes off. I mean, that's the way I played growing up at, at Little Lakes, right? right? It, there was no yeah. rules, right? right. You, you didn't you, you didn't have right. to have etiquette. Right. No uh, one's kicking
0: you off, Little Lakes. No,
1: well, right. I mean... <laughs> yeah <laughs> some so. of the stuff we did out there we got kicked <laughs> off <laughs> as 12 year olds with carts ramping shit oh, you know oh, that man. those types of things but i mean it hits home for for those guys right yeah. he's just he's just a um a talented dude who likes to you know drink beer and and uh just has an amazing talent that he took to the pga uh, tour and i think he resonates with a lot of people for sure for sure but let's hold each other accountable monty i'm gonna hold you accountable stay strong stay strong strong. don't sneak out don't sneak out oh man well uh what do you think about uh russ going to the clippers uh
0: well i mean obviously he went to school ucla i think la you know Everyone forever, even when he was in Oklahoma City, talked about him going and joining the Lakers, right? And eventually, he got his wish, and we saw how that worked out. Um, <laughs> and so, I, I, you knew though, being an LA kid, like he wanted to stay close. So, yeah, I, I kind of had a feeling this was going to be in the works. I think we even talked about this, like, like hanging out, that like he wasn't going to stay um, with the team that traded him, right? And so, are we even was it me and you? We, we then we like look at their roster we're like oh my gosh this roster is awful for what yes is the uh yes. What he, did the go to the jazz is that who traded for him trade uh,
1: hold on trade for who
0: then didn't, didn't he originally get traded to the jazz
1: oh uh yes yes right. he did he got traded to the jazz
0: right and then we looked at their roster and the rosters was not like he's not yeah, he wasn't God-awful. gonna stay there and yeah. so, obviously, he got, got the buyout, and he got to choose the Clippers. But uh, I, I kind of felt, of all, of all the trades, you know, we talked about KD and Kyrie and all that mm-hmm. stuff, like, that we kind of had an idea that this was going to happen.
1: Well, I mean, he gets to team up with uh, with all of his old buddies.
0: Yeah. Right? He, Paul he, George. He, 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 and, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, all those guys. So, so like,
0: I'm, they they don't have an excuse to, to make a deep run in the
1: playoffs now. Like, they should have all the – pieces in place i would i mean damage. i would think so i mean they they have enough talent uh eric gordon paul george russ i mean uh uh marcus uh morris right mm. i mean they, they i mean they have they have the talent they should be able to make a a good run you, there you, you didn't even mention kawhi leonard bro i do. i was keeping him <laughs> in the pocket that's exactly <laughs> what i was about to say was <laughs> and they have Leonard. Are you kidding me?
0: Are you kidding me? Like, how, like, how can you not make it make a deep run with that with that team? Like, I mean, the only the only thing they're missing is, is a good center, right? But every everything, every other four positions on that court are are going to be solid.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they should. I, if they don't make a run, it's it's an absolute fail because the Clippers have been adding right have been adding superstars for four years now trying to find the right mix right they and, and I, I think i think they may have found it here i mean eric gordon what's his uh three point percentage you know three, right i mean he is he is a an awesome shooter right yes yeah, so you bring that you know russ can't shoot threes at all but yeah. he's playing <laughs> we know that from the thunder days right but right. i mean he can he can create right and he's got Paul George there he's got uh, Kawhi Leonard I mean he's got guys around him it's I it almost kind of feels like that uh the year where the Thunder had Harden had Durant had Westbrook right it's kind of got that vibe they've they've got other people around them yeah
0: yeah it's gonna be nice to see like I think we talked about this before too but like what role is Russ going to play in this team? You know, like, I think like he thrives in that, that free role where like, you know, he doesn't have to be the one or the two, right. The point or the shooting guard, but like, he kind of does his own thing and yeah. he struck, he struggled with the Lakers and the other teams who Were like, dude, you're a true point. He he can't be a true point guard, or he can't be a, sh- a true shooting yeah. guard. They're going to have to give him some freedom and kind of let him do his thing. Cause you know obviously when you average a triple double for like how many years <laughs> with Oklahoma City Thunder, and then you look at his numbers in the last couple of years, you're like, What happened? So yeah, like, um, he wasn't a good
1: fit, he wasn't a good fit with the Lakers.
0: No, 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 I, yeah, he that was. I mean, I think anyone outside looking in that, that has an inkling what basketball and what LeBron is, like, knew that was never going to work,
1: yeah, yeah, but, him, him and LeBron just you knew they were going to butt head the moment the moment that Russ took that last second shot over LeBron you knew you knew LeBron was like get the f out of here dude that
0: was that was the end like he he called his agent after that game like (laughs) he's not coming back
1: yeah yeah I'm I'm with you there but yeah
0: Uh, he's played with Paul George like he you know Kawhi I think those guys um and their egos aren't huge, right? Like they're probably like those yeah, I, guys. Yeah,
1: I think that's a big thing. Yeah,
0: seem pretty chill, like through all the guys in the league. So th- this might this might actually be a good fit for him.
1: Yeah, let, let's hope so. I, I I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be. Let's, uh, let's keep an eye on it here because uh, I I just think it's a really really good fit for him because I I've got a sweet spot for Russ, right? I I I've, I've, I truly do. I mean, Durant, when Durant left, I was so bitter. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, sure. I, like I he, oh, a, I man, don't like, he burned up. Oh, I don't so like him do
0: to this day because of what he did to Oklahoma City.
1: Seriously, seriously. Uh, and it turned him into an enemy. Right. Turned him into an enemy. He was, he was, I watched him after an OKC game and they were, you know, interviewing him and he you know gave gla- gave glory to the father right he said mm. you know it's god it was all god and i was like dude this guy is awesome this guy's awesome and, and then he just the moment i heard that he was texting the warriors during the <laughs> playoff series right that blew my mind i was furious you, you, I mean, you were out. Furious, I was out, man. I would have kicked him in the shin if I'd have saw him in public. I was so <laughs> pissed at him for doing that, and at right. the the whole time, I'm giving Russ shit, right? Because he shoots at about a fifteen percent field goal percentage, right. and I was so mad at him. But he's the dude that stuck around. Yeah. He's the dude that was like, "I'm I'm I'm here with Oklahoma City. I'm going to give it my all, man." golly so i've got a soft spot for him
0: i think yeah you have a soft spot because just of how loyal he was and then absolutely and and then when you left you're almost at the point where like i don't blame him because because at that point they didn't have anyone anymore they were rebuilding you know and so like
1: yeah we knew that's what it was gonna take right
0: right right so like i appreciate how long russ stuck it out and tried to make it work but um
1: yeah, he, I
0: hope he does well. I just pulled up the Clippers; they're fourth in the West right now, so they're, they're you know they're already in the playoffs. So he's yeah. like, he's on a good team already. So he hopefully he can only make them better.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna pull for him. I'm gonna pull for him. I I I hope they can do. That, but I mean, there's there's some good teams this year. It's gonna be tough to, you know, to get all the way there. But I I hope they do i hope they do we're gonna keep an eye on him i hope russ can get himself a ring i think he deserves it he does let's get that man a ring
0: let's give him a ring you know (laughs) somewhere inscribe oklahoma city thunder on the side of it though
1: yeah yeah right 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 golly if we if we would ever win a championship bonnie oh my gosh uh uh, i don't think we'll ever see it though
0: I don't, I'm not sure. Like, I, they
1: don't, they We're don't gonna be the small. Browns of the NBA, right? right? They don't go
0: to small small markets or like the big markets when when the titles. But
1: yeah, we. I think we have a small window. I think what we've seen is we draft well, right? We draft some really good players. We draft, and then we get about two years where these guys are at their top, but they're yeah. not. You know, top dollar, not gonna move. You know, we got about two years there to make a run. And right. if we don't make a run, we're going to start, you know, pitching them off to all these high end teams to get draft yep. picks. We're going to go through the cycle again, yep. two two to yep. three years of good basketball.
0: We'll we'll have a KD, Russ, Harden like two eventually, pretty soon, right? Where we have three it's coming potential like all star superstars and like like I say, we got to make the most out of it while they're here because they're not going to stay long.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that's just the world we live in. <laughs> So where world we live in as Thunder fans. Yes, Thunder fans. Yeah.
0: Hey, but we're playing for what we have, we're doing well this year. So I'm happy.
1: I'm happy with it. I'm happy with yeah. it. I got my hopes up. We know Presty. We know we know what Sam Presty's good at. Yeah. Oh man, he's a magician. Right? He's good at drafting.
0: He, he, yeah, he, he, got, he knows how to get trades, get number one draft picks. He knows how to get players. So yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Well, you know, we got the NFL draft uh coming up. So um who do you got as a, this Anthony Richardson guy is stout, is absolutely stout. I've been reading some of uh, some of his combine stats. I mean, he looks like he looks like he's gonna go, you know, one or two. What do you think?
0: Uh, he's a freak athlete. Um, <laughs> he's a freak athlete. I don't know if he's a freak like football player though like or or maybe he's in the wrong position like obviously he played quarterback up Florida Florida did do so hot yeah Uh,
1: 3,000 yards 24 TDs right he had some accuracy problems what 54 percent yeah
0: 53.9 55 somewhere in there so not not the most accurate player but like you know I could be receivers dropping balls uh but the guy's a freak and so I think you put him in the right system you know you coach him up like like, I mean the guy is going to produce like I mean look at Jalen Hurts right like um Jalen Hurts got dropped by Alabama basically for Tua went to OU and then now he just just led a team to the Super Bowl so like the guy's a freak athlete um obviously he'll go to the combine and, and like every all the metrics, he'll blow them out of the water. Like the the forty and like you know the bench press and then the the high jump. All those metrics are blowing water. But when it comes to throwing the ball, that's that's when he's going to make his bread. And we'll see if he's a if he's the real deal. Then.
1: Well, I mean, you got Bryce Young from Alabama.
0: I, I think he's number one right now, right? I think Bryce
1: Young. That's that's what they that's what they got him at. Yeah. Is is they, they've got him at number two. Who's right. One? The, the who's first there? one is uh Jalen Carter, okay. uh defensive lineman for Georgia, right? Yeah. Outstanding who's, career. Right. Who's that, the guy that makes the,
0: sense. Uh, the quarterback from Kentucky. He, I heard he's going pretty high.
1: Well, the next one is CJ Stroud from uh Ohio uh, State. Yeah. Right, which makes a lot the of sense. Ohio State. Oh, get out of town. <laughs> get out of town with that stuff. Uh and then let's see here. The next core I don't think there's a quarterback other than the, uh, the Florida quarterback coming cool. up. Yep, yep. Got some wide receivers, some DLs, uh, some cornerbacks, uh, wide receiver from uh, TCU, Quentin oh, yeah, Johnston. Yeah, yep. yeah, six foot four, two hundred and fifty pound wide receiver. Oh,
0: he's a freak, man. I I I remember watching him and he killed it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think there's a ton of quarterbacks. Yeah. Right. You got three or four
0: quarterbacks coming out too. I think
1: he was a senior. So, I mean, he's not even in the top 20. Yeah. I mean, they got, uh, they got Anthony at uh, 25. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I think there's a lot of uh, defensive guys, a lot of off or uh, a a lot of, uh, looks like a lot of linemen. Uh, coming yeah. out this year they got the kentucky quarterback uh will at 28
0: yeah. 28 right okay.
1: now yeah yeah i'm sure you're all about your wildcats over there Dude,
0: he, yeah he has a big arm he can sling it
1: you yeah. know so do you remember uh a hefty lefty from oh, kentucky uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I,
0: I was coming in as he was going out j-lo Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hefty lefty made a run at the arena football.
0: Yeah, he was. He got so big in the football; it was ridiculous. He passed away. Yeah, he ended up passing away. Um, He had some health problems, but like the craziest thing, like at Kentucky, like he he was bigger than like or as big as our offensive lineman, but he had the best feet. Like the guy could run yes he could, could and the guy could like you know he had like twinkle toes man he could put a little <laughs> juke on put a little juke on if he had to man so like I mean the guy was so good and uh yeah he had some you know some health issues and some weight problems and got some you know he, you know some mental things later on but he got a Super Bowl ring with the Giants when uh Eli that's right so like the guy had a you know he he was good
1: he Happy was lefty 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 yeah man some it. of the nicknames that they had for him just cracked me no,
0: just crazy. crazy
1: he was outstanding though for his size he looked like a lineman throwing. You know what, right. he, was. he was he He was gave, he gave big... all linemen hope for being quarterback one right. day
0: a hundred percent he like he literally probably was as big as our, our guard right or, or freaking tackle
1: You're like why
0: is he lined up under center I'm like oh that's our quarterback so
1: <laughs> Jeez geez well let's uh let's uh turn to the politics side of the show uh, yeah. we got to wrap this thing up here in about 15 minutes so um the, the really the one thing i i really wanted to talk about was joe biden's second term uh i think it's becoming very very clear that i don't think he's going to be able to run again i mean he fell up the uh, he fell down the stairs again on going force to air one. force one right mm-hmm. i mean he he can hardly have a press conference um uh, without stumbling and bumbling right, right through, through ha- everything half the time he
0: forgets what he's going to say you know i, I mean someone, it just someone has to help him out
1: you're exactly right i just i don't see him running again right I just i cannot see it
0: I was surprised to hear it because, I mean, I really don't think the Democrats even want him to run. I don't think the Democrats want him to represent their party anymore. Uh, so even on that point, not even talking about his health, uh, on that point, I was surprised uh, to see it. Um, but I, but we've talked about this, um, I think, on our first podcast. There is no other good Democratic candidate unless yeah, uh, I mean, that's the Michelle issue. Obama comes out of like best, <laughs> unless she comes out my of like prediction will come true yeah. one day right. if ruben's Reuben's
1: prediction <laughs> comes well, true I mean, the thing is is they don't have anybody else they right. have they to don't. run biden right i mean pete Buttigieg was in the background until you know the train fiasco yeah he's gonna right? stay in
0: the background sir
1: yeah yeah he i mean after his interview uh he just i mean did you did you watch his press conference in ohio now,
0: yeah i went back and it conference. was brutal yeah, golly that was hard to watch in, in ohio and then and then I um, i shared it with you today like now, like Biden's came out. It's like, no, we're not even going to go out there. We're not even going to address it. <laughs> oh,
1: Jesus, like, oh, man. He's like,
0: oh, I did, I did a Zoom call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The, it's too many chemicals in the air for him to yeah. go out. You're like, do you know how old I am? I will
0: die if I go out there.
1: <laughs> I can hardly get into Air Force <laughs> right. One
0: without stumbling. Right, right. Yeah. And so well, we'll we'll see. But I mean, I think it's all based on the fact that the Democrats don't have anyone and then, yeah, it, and it, it might change when, like, you know, they find someone or someone comes out of the woodwork that they really like, or they, they that they can back, it, you know, that might kind of edge him out. But I mean, the guy, like, I mean, I don't, the guy is not going to be health healthy enough to run this country.
1: Well, I mean, you saw the debates that that he had with Trump. I mean, even you know, even during those debates, he was stumbling and bumbling. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, he's in his eighties guys. Uh, right. And then, and then, you know, the presidency is probably one of the most tolling jobs that you could ever put on somebody.
0: Oh, Oh yeah. I, 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 Oh, I need to show you. I actually saw like before and after pictures of like presidency, oh, yeah. like <laughs> before, before they were in office and then like a yeah. picture of them, like once they left office and these people have aged.
2: Like, yeah. years.
1: I've seen those, the, the one with Obama, I've seen oh, that dude. one. I Obama mean, he looked night and day. When he came yeah. into office, I mean, he did. He looked slick. And the moment he left, he looked like he had put on 20 years. Oh, I man. mean, it was same with Bush. Same with, yep. I mean, it's a tolling job. I know we're, we're laughing and stuff, but this is a tolling job. It, it really, really is. And I understand that people make the Republican Party as an enemy, so they'll just they'll vote in anybody right, who has a a D beside their name. Mm. But I mean, seriously, this is is not okay. It's not okay to have somebody who is that old,, um, you know, most tolling job probably in America, right? When it comes to, you know, mental health, things like that. And you're going to try to get this guy, you know, past the finish line again. He'll be, what, 90 at the end of his second term?
0: Yeah, probably. I mean...
1: I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. I right. mean, it's just... I, I think they... I'm going to call it now. I think they need to make a law where you cannot you cannot run for office if you're going to be 80 years old at the end of your term.
0: Oh, there should be... I, I mean, that is just way
1: too old. I'm sorry. Age
0: limits, not just on the president, but like your, your senators, your congressmen and women, there's no yeah. age limits. You, know,
1: you cannot be
0: dead and win a that, race. Right. Like. Yeah. He, he is 80 years old
1: <laughs> right now.
0: Uh, and what he has, what, two more years left.
1: Yeah. He'll have two more and, years. So it'll be 86. Then,
0: right. And then throw another four on top of that. So 86 years old. I mean, that's, that's shocking to me.
1: Yeah, I just, I don't think it's correct. I don't, right. I just do not think that's, that's the right thing to do. And I think, I think the main thing is there's just nobody else to take him, take his place. Right. That's the issue. Nobody else. Right. right. And well, especially, mean, go ahead.
0: No, sorry. I was like, even, I mean, Donald Trump's 76. So uh, yeah,
1: he's, he's old too.
0: Give Give him two more years. He's 78. And then four more years of that, the guy's 82 coming out, you know, so
1: well, the big thing with Trump is, is he doesn't get another eight years, right? He gets four years. If he wins, right. he gets four years, right? I mean, right. that's the, that's the other downside to Trump Right. is you don't, you don't get eight years, you get four years and then okay. he's out. I'm pretty sure right? there'll be an
0: executive order signed by him. If, uh, <laughs> if he wins that, like he's staying for like 12 more years,
1: <laughs> uh, going to pull a, uh, Franklin Roosevelt there, right? <laughs> the only three-term president we got. Right,
0: right. If, right. if he can find a loophole to do it, he'll he'll do it.
1: I mean, we uh, we if Trump wins, we get 4 years and that's it. I mean, right. and, and that's one of the things is like again, I he ran the country great, but I don't want four more years. I want 8 years. Right. Right? Yeah. Any president that does good during the four should go for another four. And if we get Trump, then we only have four of him. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it just it just kind of is what it, it is what it is. I just don't, you know, when I heard that uh, his wife is pushing him to do a second term, it just kind of blew me away because I just don't. I don't think he's gonna last. I don't think I don't think he's gonna last. I mean, he I, just, I,
0: I think she's behind a lot of the decisions that that are being made with him, like.
2: Oh um, yeah.
0: Absolutely. You know, I, I, I'm pretty sure like like they were asking him to step down. And, sh- and, and this is all here saying making this up. So like no and be like, oh my God. <laughs> but like, but like I think like you know, they asked him to step down and they were like, shoot, and I think jill Biden was like, nope, I'm nope, like, okay. They're like, all right, <laughs> re- release the laptop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i'm, I'm with you i mean i i i think there's uh actually some some uh uh weight behind that i mean i i think it started with hillary right before hillary i don't think uh first ladies were you know relevant at all i mean they were the first ladies but they didn't they weren't celebrities right they right. weren't out and about doing their own thing uh but the uh you know Hillary Clinton is the one that started that trend, I think. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and uh, you know, then you had Michelle Obama, and now uh, the greatest doctor in history, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dr. Jill Biden. Right. Uh, so I mean, uh, I, but uh, then again, right? Like, so you gotta think any decision that we make as men who are married, right? We always get our wives. You know, advice. The wife is always in our ear, right? Yeah. So there's got to be a little bit too that that you're getting a little bit of the first lady with the president,
0: right? Right. But right. I mean, it's I, but mainly with him is because like Joe can't make a decision on his own. <laughs> like at least me and you can make a a good like cognitive like rat like logical decision. And I don't I don't know if Joe Joe can right now.
1: I hope so. Yeah yeah he's uh, he uh i don't think you make a rational thought i mean look at his press conferences i mean they're they're hard to watch they are really hard to watch because you just uh, you know it just seems like he's not there and you know for this what gets me is when trump was in office right the media screamed at him about transparency transparency you're not being transparent about this oh you won't answer this question you're hiding something but Mm. joe biden hasn't taken a hard question his entire presidency a freaking train blew up with chemicals and he hasn't said a freaking word about it doesn't even go there and it's like oh no we're being really transparent about everything it's just like what no you're not
0: (laughs) right yeah i mean obviously like Trump would have been grilled on the situation where Biden isn't. I think that's some of the the media bias. But I, but the second part, like they probably like it's like Joe. This probably do not even know what's going on. They're like,
1: <laughs> oh man. Like I mean,
0: I don't I don't know. I I get I give up on on Democrats <laughs> and Republicans right now.
1: i would I, I give up on all all career politicians. Yeah, I'm 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 done with. Well, I mean. Dude, this uh, and, and, you know, there's certain things that that just kind of rub me the wrong way. And, uh, you know, the press secretary now, she just (laughs) I think she is just terrible at her job. I mean, she has a list of things to say that aren't even relevant to the questions that these reporters ask. And, you know, this administration is making it an issue to have diversity right? Like Mm. the color of your skin and who you sleep with is more important than your actual work. Like it, that to me makes zero, zero sense. And it's being fed down our throats that that's what's important. Not, not, not your character, right? Not what you've done. Nothing about you other than who you sleep with and the color of your skin is what matters to them. Yeah. And it just, I think this is gonna breed a lot of bad things into America.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. And I, I mean I and you know, I think that's been like the kind of the Democrats push ever since like Biden's become president. Like, I mean, like just look at uh, the vice president, like like she got to be vice president because she was a minority and she was a woman, and so they're like, "Oh, if we make her vice president, then we, we, we'll get the minority vote and then we'll get the 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 the, uh-huh. the the female vote, right?" And then and it now has that trickle down effect. It's like we can go, "Hey, look, we're a Democratic Party, and like that's full of we have everybody on board. You belong to us, right?" Yeah, and I I think like that is that is their uh that's their their way to try to keep the Minority and the female vote, but at the exact same time you go like, but are these people actually qualified to do a job? exactly right? Uh, like, like, are you qualified? Just, you just can't throw like Tom Dick and Harry in there and be like, hey, like, look <laughs> at that guy. And I'm like, you need someone that's qualified that's gonna make you look better. Not yeah. you know, you know, like if you like we've had some great press secretaries for some bad presidents but the press secretaries were so good that you didn't realize how bad the president was.
2: <laughs> they did so, their you know, job good right yeah they did their job they were able to
0: spin things you were like you could go in there and listen to it like go another mad and then, then afterwards you're like you know what you I, might be yeah. right yeah yeah you know? so, I, I think like this press secretary she was went on this big old like speech i don't know if you saw it and like she's talking about biden and she says president obama <laughs> they're like what and then she was like oh like I mean she had to correct herself oh like, man that's how, how, are still, how are we still on a, like Obama what's going on so like oh man so like you're I mean it's a it's you're 100% like um I, I think I think they're making a focus they're doing it on purpose um where like a qual- the most qualified person should have the job and not not what you look like or or who you know who you're in bed with or who you know you know but that means but you know and and when it goes to jobs that's been like the trick that the trickle-down effect even in jobs a lot of people get jobs yeah. from who you know i mean that you know you know the term like, the good old boys club and all that kind of stuff yeah right? so but um but you know biden or this administration is not helping themselves anymore because it's the, you know if these people were qualified and doing their jobs properly this wouldn't even be an issue but the fact that they're not you, know, <laughs> you it's, make it's, a good point it's, it's, it's bringing it out in the forefront even, even bringing more, it to light know. it's it's bringing
1: yeah. it it's bringing it to light because of yeah. uh, because of uh, that i mean even even joe biden said it he said i'm going to pick a vice president that is a minority and right. is a woman you had right. to be those two things to right. even be in the conversation right of a vice president
0: right like is that like, i mean so like reverse discrimination like so someone that's perfectly qualified to be a vice president who is probably qualified to be the next president like should yeah. you die yeah <laughs>
1: right. yeah right.
0: right totally wasn't even in the conversation because you know they weren't the right color or the or the right gender so i mean you're exactly a, to me that's a red flag right there you know like so i mean i'm coming from obviously a, a black a black male like who like if you really care about things being equal, you want it to be uh, equal both ways.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if, think about if you get the job, right after they state you have to be a woman, and you and you have to be minority, and then you get the job. Do you really feel qualified? You really feel like you earned it? No, right? Or or were right. you there because of those two things? Right, right. I would think it would. It, I would think that you would want somebody who did it and was qualified and who earned it. So they, they feel like they got the job, not because of anything other than, you know, how they work, you know, who they are, those, those types of their characteristics, they're qualified for the job. Right. I think if you, Mm. if you make it about the exterior factors, right that person who gets the job feels unqualified
0: right 100 percent. Right? but and then you like I said you do such a bad job then you ruin it for the rest of us right
1: there you or, go you're or, exactly or right
0: vice versa if you are qualified and you and you just get in there and you kill it then you open the door and, and people are like oh you know like like this person or you know females can do it just as good as males can or minorities can do it just as good as like other people can but but you're you exactly have to be qualified. right. you actually gotta be a person of and of power back and do that position and do it well, you
1: know you're exactly right which which one's better right which which one's better a, a a woman vice president that was there because she was qualified right and she was the best candidate right They didn't say I'm gonna you know hire a a woman and then goes out mm-hmm. there and kills it. Right. right. And proves that that she can be in that job or somebody who was who's only there because she's a woman and right. then sucks at it. Right. Yeah. Like like which one of those two is going to be better in, in the long run. Right. right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You, uh, you hit the nail on, on the head. That's exa- And that's one of the downfalls of looking at it this way is now, you know, you've got a group of people that don't care if they do good or if they do bad because they think the it was tainted from the start, right? It right. doesn't matter. Right. She didn't earn it. You know, she got there because she has a vagina and, yeah. you know, uh, has a, a, a darker skin color and that's right. just not good. Like that's because I mean, at the, at the end of the day, we, we want to, I like me personally, you know, I believe a, a woman can be vice president, right. Highly qualified. Yeah. And I'd like to see that. Right. right. I, I really do. I think that would be great, but I want it to be because they're qualified. Right. Not right. because they're a woman. Right. right. Like that's that's I and I think that's that goes for a lot of people out there. Like, right. I, I definitely want to see it. I just want to see it in the right way.
0: A hundred percent. You know, I mean, like we talked so much trash on Joe Biden, but God forbid something happens to him and Kamala Harris has to be our president. You know,
2: like, like, oh
0: man, like, you know how fast people like, dude, I take everything back I said about Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) I'll
1: have her back. I'll have him back now. Yeah, Yeah. can
0: we can can we dig this guy up because this
1: is we need we need we need him back. Well, (laughs) I mean, Kamala's uh, is the is polling at the worst vice president right in history. (laughs) Like, right. like, that's how bad she's doing. Right. And then, and, and then, it, you know, we all know Joe Biden's going to kick the bucket sometime. Right. We just pray to God it's not during his term.
0: Right. A hundred percent. And we're like, we're screwed. Like, we're like, we messed up.
1: You know, <laughs> oh, and, and, man.
0: And, and the flip side, you know, like, this is the exact same thing that Nikki Haley is, is running with. She's running with, I'm a female, I'm a minority. Like, she's pushing that, pushing that too. Yeah. Like, as was hard was as she can. She's missing it right well she is missing it but like you know she's pushing that too like it's not about that you need to be qualified you need to be able to do a good job you know and and that's that's what it comes down to
1: well i mean think about think about if joe biden does pass and kamala does become the president and she's the first female president right it's tainted it's tainted Right, right. It's yeah. not going to be as as satisfying, right, right, as it would be if you know that wasn't a pre prerequisite to being vice president. Right, right. It, it's going to be tainted. Nobody's right. gonna, she, nobody's going to care
0: because an asterisk she, by her name in, in the, you're exactly, the, right. You're exactly right. You're exactly right.
1: You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Let's let's hope that that does not happen. If when we do have our first woman president, that she earns it. Right, right. She qualified, mm-hmm. and people vote for her because they want her in there. You want it to be celebrated, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know,
0: like, you're like this is the first one, and you want to be happy, and you want to be proud, um, and like, and you want it to be done that way. And if, and if it happens any other way, I mean, it's, just, I mean, it's gonna, it's you know, it's not gonna be great.
1: Yeah, yeah, it would be very uh, anticlimactic. Just like the Super
0: Bowl was. I was actually going to say that. (laughs) I chose not to. Just like the Super Bowl was. Fucking Super 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 Bowl. God. Just like the NBA All-Star game. (laughs) There was was no climax. There was nothing in there.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. We need to get off here before we say something. We yeah, we're going to get
0: shut down. We're going to get episode. canceled
1: on our yeah. third episode. Our third episode. <laughs> all right, brother. We'll talk all to man. you soon, all right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. You yeah, have a good one. All right. All all right. right. Love, Love you, brother. Bye-bye.